Hello and welcome today. You are joining me while I am stranded in a train station in Berlin. <laughs> I just missed my connection to my next train. And I thought now might be a good time, since I have a little time to kill here, to share some of the things that I use to calm my system down when things are getting stressful and it would be really easy to kind of freak out. Because I have been putting these things into practice today, let me tell you. So, I apologize for all the background noise. I am I am very grateful that I have found a McDonald's that I can at least uh, sit in and have a nice little cappuccino while I'm waiting. It could be a lot worse. I could be truly just out on the street somewhere. But you are going to hear some crazy Macarena dance music in the background and the door closing. But that's okay. We're, we're all in this together. As I'm sitting here, thinking about how I have been kind of just trying to bring my system down a little bit in those moments when I get that spike of stress and that spike of anxiety, which has been happening a lot today. If you were watching my Instagram stories, you saw that my day started off with having no Wi-Fi in my Airbnb, which meant that as an international traveler without local cell service, I could not call an Uber or a taxi, and I had to drag my monster of a suitcase around town trying to get to where I need to go. So, it has been an interesting day, and there certainly have been moments where I have had to use these tools. So, here's some of the tools that I use when my system is needing to just calm down a little bit. So, the first thing that I do is when something blows up, when something goes wrong, when there's basically just something that's kind of gone haywire, the first thing that I check in on is what part of this can I control? So when I knew that my first connecting flight uh, train, sorry, was going to be late, I kind of thought of like, okay, do I have other options of getting there? And realized at that time, I did not. So that made it really easy when we kind of can start to break this into what part of this can I control? So I can't actually go and find a different route. I would not be able to make it there on time now anyways. But the part I could control was positioning myself because my first train was delayed, which meant I was going to have a three-minute window of opportunity to arrive at the next station, get off of that train, find the next platform, and get on the next train, hoping that it's the right one to get back to Poland. So I knew I needed to, time was of the essence. So what I could do was position myself close to the doors so that when it did open up, I could be the first one off and make a sprint for it. The next thing I do is as I was sitting there on the train, standing there by the door, waiting to get off, I basically had to start using my self-talk. Now, this is something I do so much, I don't even notice that I'm doing this anymore. But let me tell you, this, this changes everything. Self-talk in many ways comes from the CBT model of therapy. When we look at, it's not just the events that happen that spike us into a bad mood or a moment of freak out or a moment of being upset. It's what we're saying to ourselves about what's happening right? So in that moment, all I knew is I just wanted to feel less stressed, more calm, less frazzled. 
So I start to use my self-talk. So really, I'm like, okay, maybe the next train is going to be also delayed, and I'll be having this wonderful delight when I get off and realize that like it's delayed by ten minutes. So easy breezy, I've got lots of time. The other thing that I start to tell myself is, is really, I trust that everything is working out. I trust that everything is working out, and. Again, this is all just about bringing my nervous system down so that in the midst of an unpleasant situation, it's not doubly unpleasant because now I'm freaking out in the midst of it, right? You know, how, like you're in those moments and we're not talking like major crisis here, but in those moments that are just unwanted, inconvenient, frustrating, upsetting, whatever that is kind of experiences. So for instance, I always just notice if I'm waiting in line somewhere and somebody's like complaining a lot about the line and I've been this person <laughs> lots myself, but we're now creating two layers of an unpleasant experience. So one is the fact that we're stuck there waiting. The next one becomes like, we're just making it more miserable for everybody else and ourselves included. So this is where I start to just tell myself things that instead of amping myself up, oh my goodness, this is going to be terrible. I'm not going to arrive until after dark. I don't know how to get a taxi when I get there, right? <laughs> Clearly all of that exists in my brain somewhere as well, but I know that I need to counter that so that in the midst of this unwanted situation, I'm as okay and fine as possible because notice that this is the two layers. We have the situation that just kind of sucks but we can kind of control some of how we experience that. Not all the time, but some of the time. And with practice, this gets a little bit easier where we're just not, you know, sitting here crying or sitting here freaking out. The other thing that I do is I ask myself, what is the worst case scenario that I'm afraid of here? And if you've ever worked with me one-to-one, -one, you'll hear me ask questions like this a lot. Okay, what is it that you're actually worried about is going to happen if that unwanted thing happens, right? That thing you're stressing out about. What's the worst thing about that? And why this question matters is because, okay, when I can say, okay, what am I afraid of with, you know, missing my train? Well, I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to try to find another train. Maybe that's easy. Maybe that's not. Maybe there's options for me. Maybe that's not. Yes, that's stressful. I'm going to a different country. But ultimately, when I really step back and look at it, I'm talking about time and time that I'm probably going to be spending somewhere that's not very comfortable. That's the worst of it. The worst of it is I'm late and I'm killing time somewhere uncomfortable. That's it. So our brains operate Truly in that place of fight or flight, when a threat or a negative situation happens, we go into that threat response and it can all feel like a really big deal. So this is where it becomes so important to do that check-in of what is actually happening here. What is actually happening is I'm sitting at McDonald's, I'm drinking my cappuccino, I'm warm, I'm dry, I'm fine, I'm safe. It's fine right? That's the reality of what is happening. Our brains are always going to try to register it 
as a really big problem. And we have to use that intentional analysis, that intentional self-talk to tell ourselves, all I'm doing is hanging out for a couple hours, right? And I've got things to do. I can record podcasts, even though I'm sitting next to the door and it just keeps smashing open and closed. But at the end of the day, this is unpleasant. It's not a crisis. And the other thing I tell myself, so when I talk about that self-talk, I try to go into this place of trust where I try to just kind of hand it over and essentially remind myself of all of those stories where you hear people saying things like, oh, if I had been on that flight, you know, this, this, this really bad thing would have happened. You know, if I had left my house 10 minutes earlier, I would have been in that car crash that I then passed on my way to work, right? So I kind of just release and surrender a little bit to what is. So that's the last thing. How do we surrender to what is actually happening? Get real about what is actually happening. All I'm doing is sitting and having coffee. That's it. That's it. So what can I control? What can you, is there action that you can take that would make some of that easier for you? And what are you saying to yourself? How can you get more intentional and talk yourself down the same way that you would calm down a kid, right? The same way that if you were with a child right now, you would be saying soothing, calming, reassuring things to them. It works the same for our own selves. So see if you can try that out and let me know what your thoughts were on this. Let me know uh, if you have a question that you would maybe like me to dive into with a future episode. I would love to hear your thoughts and suggestions. And yeah, I'll connect with you when I get back home. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. And thank you for putting up with all the background noise. I'll see you next time.